Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hi, everyone. Today, we are joined by Kitas Falk. Um, a publicist, speaker, and author of many books, including your special Wherever You Are, Tipping Point to Happiness, and The Simple Life, Shiny Objects Not Required. Kita is a contributing writer to Parenting Times, as well as an in-house happiness expert with smallbusinessadvocate.com and a blogger. And today she is speaking with us about one of our favorite topics, abundance, and how it can be found within your well-being. Welcome, Kita. Thanks for joining us. Oh, pleasure to be here. So nice to have you. Can you tell us just a little bit more about you and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. So I am a publicist and writer, and I initially told my made-up stories to my three sons, and uh, (laughs) that's how this all started. Uh, They grew up, but the stories kept coming. So I ended up uh, publishing your special Wherever You you Are in 2010. And thereafter, um, you know, as things went on, I was publishing, I was writing, I was working. But unfortunately, um, a marriage fell apart. And uh, even though I was, again, looking like a very successful woman, very fit, people admired me for taking my own path, that is writing and not going conventional. But there was something not there. And so I went on a search. I went on a search to find happiness. And we'll we'll go back to that because really one does not find happiness outside themselves. But in any rate, so I went into the fields of uh, research and studying uh, spirituality, neuroscience, mysticism, philosophy, religions, um, and the like. And that out of it came the other books that you've mentioned point to happiness and the simple life and you know I ended up coming back to myself so I went external circled all the way back and ended up internal and that was what I call a hero's journey because most of us will have a hero's journey in our lives uh, when there is this kind of a crisis or uh, some kind of a so-called tipping point that hits yeah. 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 Well, you've gone through a lot and it looks like you did the proper work. And oftentimes, as we've all heard so many times, you know, Tasha and I talk about this, where the answers are always within, but that's often the last place we look, right? We look everywhere yeah. else to try to find yeah. the things to make us happy. And really it is having to go in and internally and do what you did. So kudos to you. I know it's not easy when life you imagine does fall apart, but sometimes it's that chaos that then brings forth 
kind of the awakening moments, which hopefully is what, what we're hearing here today. So it sounds like it based on what you said, which is wonderful. Just touching base with your inner work or doing the inner work is always so important. So thank you for sharing that. Now, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times we go outside of ourselves to find the answers and to find happiness and we rely on others or objects or whatever. Um, and we feel inadequate or we feel empty. And why is that? I mean, obviously we're not, you're not doing the proper work if you're not going internally, but why is it where if you search for things outside, you just continue to come up with that empty feeling? Yeah, that empty finger uh, feeling does come from looking outside. And there are basically two factors that have this happen to you. And one of them is the fact that you are trying to please others. In other words, you are thinking that hey, if I can please somebody else, if I can make my partner happy, if I can make my mom happy, if I can make my kids happy, then I'm going to be happy. And that's something that our society tends to engender, especially among women, mm -hmm. uh, in the sense that we leave ourselves to the last and we're the ones that are fully responsible for ensuring everybody else is happy. And you know what? That very rarely leads to us personally being happy. So that's the number one. We're at, we're looking to please somebody else. Mm -hmm. The second factor is that we generally are looking for these externals like losing weight, which in its own way can be a great thing. However, if it's done to please somebody else, as we've said, it's not gonna be workable. Mm -hmm. But in many ways, if we are trying to improve ourselves to the point where we're always going external, then there's something missing inside and that's self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And self-esteem is massive. In other words, I predicate that if you have healthy self-esteem, everything else will follow. In other mm -hmm. words, your ability to fulfill, your ability to create, your ability to be abundant, your ability to take a risk, your ability to be resilient, you name it. Any one of these factors can be fulfilled if you already feel you are enough. I'm enough. Mm -hmm. I, don't I was just, to, yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say it's that else. lack of, yeah, that lack of feeling that you're enough as, as you are, right? It's interesting. I actually just received an email and did a really long EFT tapping session on that feeling that you know, feeling of, of enough. Um, they pulled uh, men and women, um, hundreds of thousands of them across the US. And the number one thing that women said that they came back and didn't matter how successful they were, they still had that feeling that they weren't enough. And um, it was a man that had created the pool and he was shocked by that. And <laughs> I don't think that any of us women are really, you know, like he, he thought that was, that he was really surprised that these women that were just highly successful still had that feeling of not being enough for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that those of us who are competent and successful, a lot of us have learned to be that way because of the knocks we've faced when we've been younger. It's, it's almost a bit of a, a, a irony really, but in many ways, the paths that is our neuron paths that we develop in our brains as we're growing up. Let's say hearing someone say, oh, that's stupid. Why did you do that? 
-hmm. And it's an, it's a, such an innocuous remark, but when you hear it as a six-year-old, mm -hmm. that remark can stay with you forever. In other words, we, as we are growing up, the years one through six, seven, most of you have heard this, whatever we're taking in, our brains are like sponges. That's mm -hmm. where we develop that self-esteem, that self-image. And if that self-image is not nurtured in those years or is lambasted or is ignored, that's another aspect. You can be over-criticized, but you can also be ignored. And that has as much uh, a detrimental effect on a child as being overly castigated. Yeah, it's it's interesting what I've learned through my studies, which was a shock to me, a child, its number one fear is is feeling or being abandoned, it is not being abused. So a child will naturally want to stay with parents who are even abusive to it, whether it's verbal or otherwise, rather than being abandoned. And that's why a lot of us grow up and we have these very mixed messages uh, within us, either uh, what we glean from our parents saying to us, well, if you only did it this way, or um, I don't want to hear from you right now, or, or other, uh, as I say, what are seemingly innocuous remarks, but for a young child, because you're so malleable, you're taking mm -hmm. all of in and the emotion or feeling you feel then you are triggered with again as an adult you may be in a different situation but there's some form of a trigger that causes you to re-experience that same feeling you had as a kid mm -hmm. and when you do yeah. that you are experiencing that so-called trauma that's so the, the so-called deficit and when that happens uh, your self-esteem is again on the line. So we can go through our entire lives this way. And in fact, self-esteem is, it's not as if it's an absolute, you get to a point, well, I'm, I'm absolutely there now. Threshold's been reached. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm invincible. I mean, you want to yeah. be invincible, but you'll use your whole life and your whole personal evolution in creating that well-being, that abundance with Right. So how do we fix it? It basically, my, my when we want to go within, and that's what we can take it that way, you have to go within. And that only happens when you stop, when you basically stop your engines. And if anything, dare I say, that COVID has done, it is the biggest metaphor for us that we could have in this entire world to have us stop. Mm -hmm. And then as we stop, we go silent, in other words, de-plug, and then we finally start listening to what's within. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because un until we do that, we're, we're, a, we're like a program. Do you know that, and I may have the percentages wrong, it could be up to 90% of what is your life is programmed. You're on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So if you're never stopping to become aware, and here's the word I will use and underline and underline, awareness. Awareness is everything. 
if you never stop to become aware of who you are as a human being, there is no opportunity for you to even think or to even to begin to understand that you, first of all, have a situation that bears changing, mm-hmm. needs to be changed. And secondly, second, take it from that stage and actually go through this, go through the change. Yeah. It seems very, very simple, but it, it, it takes self-discipline and that self-discipline is initiated by one thing, carve yourself some time, carve yourself some time. That is alone time. And it's not me gratification time. Mm-hmm. It's more me introspective um, time, which can right. be tough, which can mm-hmm. be really tough. Well, yeah, because some oh, yeah. people don't like hanging out with themselves, which is unfortunate, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting because a lot of these things, you know, when we talk about looking externally to fill in the void, the emptiness that we feel. Oftentimes, like you said, you're doing it to please others, right? You're losing the weight, you're changing your personality, you're acting differently, whatever it is. That's all short-term gratification. That doesn't really, it works for a a small period of time, right? You then have to do the reverse. You have to go inside. For some of us, you know, the three of us on this call, we are a little spiritual and a little woo-woo. So we've gotten to a point where we feel very comfortable with this, with sitting in silence and doing the work, whether it's meditating. For a lot of people, though, it's scary because they do have the negative self-talk or they, you know, it's constant criticism. I mean, oftentimes we're our own worst enemies, right? It's difficult for us to sit in silence and go within, especially too, if there's trauma involved, but for individuals who are unable or are not prioritizing self-care in the terms of spending time with themselves alone, what would you recommend? Well, if, if it is difficult, then it is difficult because the whole thing is in one way you're facing yourself. And when you face yourself, you've got to face the warts. You're also facing pain. Mm-hmm. And we as human beings default default to pleasure. We default and we will do anything possible to avoid pain. And that's one of the reasons why moving toward self-fulfillment and abundance abundance within is difficult. If it was easy, everybody could do it right away. Sure. So that looking within and facing oneself could start not in this sort of like guru type stuff. It could be very... um, simple and usually it could be in the form of a walk by yourself in the forest Mm -hmm. it could be uh perhaps listening to some quiet music in other words you're using externals to take you there because you don't know how to get there by yourself initially so you or you might be taking a bath you know uh and you like the 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 scent of the aroma that you're using the scent you're using or you're lighting candles at night. These are all stimuli that actually drive your system to calm down. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then with this comes breathing. So instead of (gasps) you deliberately allow yourself to take a deep breath in and then out. And breathing through the diaphragm 
that in itself, first of all, takes concentration. So you're all automatically deflected from all the millions of thoughts that are going on. The act mm -hmm. of breathing itself will remove you from those distractions, those internal thought distractions. And secondly, your whole body will respond to the deep breathing. And with that response comes also the mental response. So maybe your initial way of facing yourself is trying to relax physically. And once you relax physically, then you move into the way you can uh, invite your thoughts or your feelings into the equation. Yeah, I like that. I like I like everything you said because it's so much of what Tasha and I, you and I talk about all the time is how to focus, how to start small to focus on self-care. So Tasha, I think is one of my most favorite people when it comes to for prioritizing self-care. She's so good at it. So I've learned so much from her. I, on the other hand, am not. I've never prioritized self-care until, well, two things. One, partnering with Tasha in the life of Zen and just having her as a friend. But what you said earlier was COVID and the pandemic and the things that it yeah. has taught us. And I think, Tasha, one of the things we should do is have a whole separate podcast episode of what good has come out of the pandemic in terms of what yeah. we focused on us. But um you know, it's so important. The things you mentioned, spending time with yourself alone, even five minutes a day, we've heard that over and over and over on this podcast, just five minutes, start with just that small things, taking a bath, going outside, right, Tosh? I mean, you have so many awesome tips on how to make it simple without making it overwhelming for individuals. Like, okay, I have to mm -hmm. do the work. I don't want to, I have a lot of issues. I'm too afraid to dig in, but start simply. Yeah, and it may be as, as uh, and then once the few minutes are taken, then that time frame is elongated. And you'll find that you eventually will need that time. In other words, you will look forward to it. It will no longer be torture to be alone in silence. And some people, for instance, if you asked a person to uh, tell you when a minute is up after being quiet and total silent they can't that the, they can't fathom that one minute mm -hmm. no. because no. people are so inundated with noise distraction that the capability forget about the idea that you know there's going to be some kind of a spiritual revelation let's mm -hmm. just get down to uh sitting in silence for one minute mm -hmm. and it's yeah. it's very difficult to do and that is predicated on the fact that our society unfortunately is a speed society it's an instant yeah. gratification society and it's a how come i haven't got what i need already society right and all right. those factors negate actually your ability to be fulfilled within mm -hmm. isn't that mm -hmm. isn't that uh and that's sad, actually. Yeah, it is very sad. Yeah. Tasha, yeah. Tasha and I just did uh, a Facebook Live with uh, an empath, a, a woman who actually we've had on our podcast in the past. And we talked about how to focus on gratitude, right? When so much of us, it's like we take everything for granted or we, if we're in a situation where let's say we're just not financially stable or we're going through financial hardship, we focus on the problem 
instead of a, either the solution or what we already have. So mm-hmm. Tasha, you specifically spoke about little things we can do every day, you know, to be grateful and start to create that abundance within, in a sense. So you mentioned, you know, if you your mind instantly goes to, oh, I can't afford something or I can't do something or some negative talk, it was replaced mm-hmm. that with, but I'm so grateful for the cup of coffee I have in my hand, or I'm so grateful yeah, for yeah. the food in my fridge, right? And doing it in a way where you're not trying to convince yourself of something and you're still being realistic. I mean, gratitude isn't about accepting things that you don't really want to accept. Like say for instance, that you're, you're in a job that you don't, you want to make it better, right? So it's a job. You want something better. It's okay to want something better, but it's still okay to express gratitude for the job that you have knowing that you're going to work towards something better. But so you don't want to do, you don't want to express gratitude pretending that, yeah, it's the best job ever. Well, that's not really going to ring true with you. Right. And that's, and it's okay that it's not the best job ever, but you still have a job. Right. Right. And be grateful for what that job represents. It's a steady income or focus on if there's even just one coworker that you like, right. I'm so grateful for the ability to work with this individual, but you worked hard to get it right. right, Like, yeah, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I think this is so important when you look for internal abundance, right? You mentioned we live in a society where it's go, go, go filled with noise. And, you know, sadly, a lot of people are trying to keep up with the Joneses. So you almost focus on what you don't have or what you're striving for. But when, when we all look, regardless of where you are on the financial spectrum, we all have so much to be grateful for. If we're alive and we're breathing, we have stuff to be grateful for. Yes. So gratitude, in my opinion, is one of the biggest things we can do when it comes to kind of going within and creating abundance internally. Be grateful for every morning. Tasha, you and I do this. When we wake up in the morning, the first thing we do is give gratitude for being awake one more day, you know, or one extra day. So start small, but it is going within and just finding the joy if you can, in every little thing, I love someone just said, look for the miracles or ask yourself in the morning, what miracle can I expect today? Because you'll find it. Even if it's just I'm breathing or someone smiled at me, you'll start to incorporate all of these things as little small miracles, right? You get a parking spot near an entrance of a, of a, you know, the main entrance of a location. These are all small little miracles that I think help. So do you, Akita, do you agree that gratitude is one of the things that individuals should focus on? Absolutely, because then you are deflecting from the negative to the positive. Um, that's a, that's a big, that's a big, uh, a big factor in the sense that um, the idea of not having, and unfortunately, our brains are, are built that way. Again, it goes to a bit of the survival mechanism and the default that we have, that our mind tends to uh, look at what went wrong and, and to avoid it next time. So there's that survival mechanism, which is part of our reptilian brain in the back of us, which we have really no control over. That's that's why, again, it's so difficult sometimes to really appreciate or to even understand why am I continually thinking about the one thing he said when the 25 other things he said were great. Yeah. But that's, but that's part of the reason is that we, in our reptilian brain, always will look to know 
what's the best way for me to survive? Mm -hmm. And the best way for me to survive is always to keep note of anything that could go wrong or has gone wrong mm -hmm. so that I can avoid it in the future. So yeah. there is the propensity to, uh, to focus on the negative in order to prevent it from happening again in the future. But coincidentally, when we keep thinking of the negative, we actually, through our thoughts, are creating a reality. And if right. you love Dr. Joseph Spenza, in the sense that if you are continually thinking about a negative situation, you are inviting that energy back into your life. And so you have a repeat, a repeat, a repeat, instead of going or thinking, how is it? that mm -hmm. I keep reli reliving, reliving, or my patterns of things I want to change, they're not changing. The patterns keep repeating themselves. And a lot of this is here. Yeah. A lot of this is here. So the mind is so powerful. And as soon as you are able, again, we go back to that silent moment, we go back to that awareness, and we go back to that state of being conscious as opposed to unconscious. And when one is conscious, then one can give thanks because one is aware of giving thanks rather than deflecting toward the negatives or deflecting to the, what if this happens or what if this goes wrong? Let me give you an example. You're with a friend and you're on a trip and you're, you're thrilled and you're going through the desert. You're, you're gonna go do some trekking. Everything's just terrific for you. Meanwhile, this individual you're with keeps thinking of all the things that might go wrong. Have you ever been with someone like that? <laughs> Where you're in the car and they're going, you know, have we got enough gas? Uh, uh, is there, is there, uh, have, did we bring enough food? Um, gee, I don't know if it's going to rain. Do you think we should get stopped sooner than later? So all the time, they're building up all the what ifs. And what ifs, I'll tell you right now, kill you. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. They'll kill you in, inside. And it's just flat yeah. out annoying, right? <laughs> yeah. Unless yeah, you're using it yeah. for the positive. Yeah. Like, you know, we've always heard like, what if you fail? Well, what if you succeed? So right, it's almost exactly. like turn that around, right? Like, what if it rains? Well, what if it doesn't and the sun's out? It's perfect. Let's have fun. Or if it does, we'll have a good time. Um, Tasha and I recently with one of our other girlfriends, we went on a trip to the desert. It was over the holidays and we detoured. We took the wrong exit, gone on the wrong freeway. And something Tasha said I really liked because it was almost like you can either get pissed, yes. like, oh crap, we took the wrong exit. Now we're stuck in that traffic. Now we're half an hour behind. <laughs> right? We could have gone that way and we could have easily made it a negative. But Tasha said, you know, sometimes I think when things like this happen, it's because it would have prevented something bad from happening. Like say someone would have rear-ended them. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, what a great way of looking at things. I mean, I'm kind of go with the flow. So, oh, well, we took the wrong one, you know, exit, just get yeah. off, get back mm -hmm. on. But how quickly some people will be like, oh my gosh, you just, it's the worst <laughs> thing that in the world. But it's like, no, well, what if it's safe? What if we would have rolled over a nail and gotten a flat tire and this just prevented us from doing that? And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, that's such a great way. It's such a good outlook. Right? Yeah, it is. It is because uh, if we think uh, spherically, which is where we're actually going, we're going from the I, funnily enough, we're talking about I, 
but mm -hmm. I will truly be happy when I become we. And that mm -hmm. is a long process from being fulfilled within so that you have the heart that opens up that, that invites others. So you're going from I to we. Hey everyone, did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it, and we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on, and we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life balance, and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, you'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. The universe, <laughs> the universe, you know, you're talking about the flat tire or whatever and the yeah. preventing maybe from something else to happen. I believe that too. I believe the universe in its intrinsic beauty and its magnificence and wisdom is first of all putting us exactly where we're supposed to be. So the three yeah. of us here today, along with all of you listening, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. Right. We're exactly yep. in our energies. We're exactly in our frailties and our strengths and our weaknesses and our shortcomings in our beauty mm -hmm. and maybe in some of our ugliness, but we are all exactly where we're meant to be. And so when life is unfolding, even when we are unhappy, even when that abundance is lacking, we are in that moment where we are meant to be and that moment is moving us forward, whether we're responding, reacting, um, pontificating, encouraging, crying, all that mm -hmm. is exactly mm -hmm. what we are because we are human beings, spiritual beings actually living out in human form mm -hmm. on this planet. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And it's also to remember if you're in a position that is not great, if you're in a state where you're not 100% happy or there's an issue or you're dealing with a negative experience, also remember that's temporary. You have the choice to get out of it, right? Or it's almost like I always use the term stepping stone. It's like I need to go through this for a reason, as you mentioned, but it's going to be okay. This isn't going to be forever. At some point, I could, I could choose or I can decide to move forward or I can get stuck in here too. It's important yep. for individuals to know this is temporary. It's teaching me something. I may not like it, but it is what mm -hmm. it is. It's a life lesson and I'm going to move forward. We have um, neighbors across the street from us, dear friends of ours, and unexpectedly the husband had a stroke and he was, uh, you know, ambulance showed up, taken away to the hospital. He was in the hospital for a month, had to learn how to walk, talk, feed himself again, everything. And the whole time, the wife, when we would talk to her, we asked, how are you doing? She's like, you know, we're okay. This is just a new lesson in life. We're going to deal with it. You know, we trust in a higher power. We know everything will be fine. We're just going to take everything day by day, regardless of the outcome. And I thought, wow, 
What a positive mm-hmm. way of looking at things. To be honest, if that would have happened to half the people I know, that is not the response I would have gotten from them. I would have yeah. gotten, I don't know how we're going to survive. This is the worst thing in the world. You know, the universe is against us. And yet it was just, you know what? It's out of our control. We're just going to do what we can. We're going to take one day at a time. We're obviously hoping for the best, but whatever life brings us, we're going to deal with it. Well, yeah. somebody like that too, it's, here's the thing, regardless of how you look at it, the situation is still occurring. So wouldn't right. you rather spin it in a way that makes you feel better? Because either way, it's, there's nothing you can do about it. It's out of your control. This has happened. So it's up to you to decide is this something that I want to bitch and moan about? And, you know, and then that just affects everything else. Or is it something I want to take in stride, which again, affects everything else. So, I mean, it's kind of that choice is up to you. I think it's just a matter of kind of reprogramming because like you said, Kita, well, as human beings, we try to do everything we can to avoid pain, but isn't it funny when we try to do that, we end up causing more of it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's because that's actually the resistance coming in. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And if we get, we can get to pleasure so much sooner if we don't resist that initial pain, Mm -hmm. accept it, move forward, move through it, you know, feel it. Who was it? Rise above it. Who's the Kung Fu guy? What's his name? Uh, oh, yeah. Bruce Lee? Uh, Bruce Lee. There's yeah. A, yeah. Anyway, um, he had, you know, his expression, and I've probably mal, it's not quite the exact word, but he talks about moving through through life like water. Mm-hmm. And if you notice that if you, you know, pour water, whatever, water is so malleable because it flows not against something or through something, it finds its way yeah. lovingly around something. Yeah. So that my sense that if we think of that image and we think of ourselves like water as opposed to granite, mm-hmm. then we can we can almost understand better how it is to move through, especially things that are tough that are challenges and we all have challenges absolutely Uh, you know there isn't anybody that's you know the queen of pain we can all name ourselves a queen of pain some days um the the big thing here is and i two words are coming up here that have meant a lot to me in my own uh journey and one is expectation and the other one is entitlement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you are expecting life for to give you for whatever, whether this has been something that maybe you were taught that this would happen for you. Again, this trigger that occurs because of what may have been caused by uh, cultural conditioning or parental uh, influence. Yeah. Or you come out of the same situation growing up that you feel you are entitled then there will be circumstances that will un- undoubtedly occur and happen to you that will be very difficult for you to deal with because expectation necessitates I deserve and entitlement also, I deserve. And as soon as right. you have the I deserve in your life, then when something doesn't go your way or something else happens that you were not expecting, yeah. The disappointment, the disillusionment 
is that much more amplified than you simply moving through life like water. Very difficult to do, by the way, those of us who are not swimmers. <laughs> you know, that it, and this is what you do when you are in those, again, I go back to those quiet moments. Mm-hmm. How did I move through water today? Or that argument I just had, and I had to slam the door and walk out. How could I have better handled it? Mm-hmm. Did I just throw out a remark because of the dance we always have? And when he says this, then I say that. Mm-hmm. And it's a pattern there. I come back to those patterns. Because if you identify patterns in your behavior, in your private moments, then you can perhaps start correcting, not somebody else, because you cannot change other people. We know that. But you can change yourself. And And in this case, this quiet moment of yours, you go, you know what I should have done? I should have just said, look, I'm gonna lose it. Can I just excuse myself? Leave the room yeah. before we start in our in our continual same argument. Because then I'll say, "Why did you say that? You always say that. Uh, I can't stand it when you do that. How come you always do that?" And it's a it's a crescendo of words that actually you both may have heard hundreds of times before. And you and you and inside of you, the inside that's trying to talk to you is going, well, here we go again. You know, it's interesting you say that. So my husband uh, loves talking about COVID and the vaccine, and I do not love talking about COVID and the vaccine. It's just (laughs) I hear it all the time. So in one of our recent podcasts, someone said whenever someone complains or says something negative, change it, bring up a positive. Right. And and I'm paraphrasing, but whenever you complain about something, bring up a positive statement. So I said, okay, if you, I said, first off, I'd rather not talk about COVID and and the vaccine, but if you do for everything you say about it, I want to hear three things that have nothing to do with it. And at first he was very resistant, but then he was (laughs) like, okay, he'll do it. Because what it does is instead of me shutting off or getting frustrated, it's like, okay, I'm going to listen to your point, but then I want three other points have nothing to do with it just to bring me back to like a, okay, I feel better. You know, Mm -hmm. so sometimes too is find what works in whatever kind of relationship, partnership, friendship you have, where if the individual, especially like you said before, if you have that friend, that's that negative Nancy, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, try to see if they can counteract it with, okay, for every negative, I don't know how lightly everyone's going to take this, right? Some people might get offended, but just do that for every negative reaction I have. Let me try to counteract that with a positive action or statement. Right. So if somebody says, oh, what if uh, we run out of water on our desert trip? Then you have to come up with three what ifs that are positive. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Absolutely. actually that that's uh, that's actually retraining your neurons. Yeah. Uh, your yeah, pathways yeah. and the thing is once you get into a state and i don't know i'm going to ask you to because and anyone out there when you're when you uh once you get into a state or into a an energy level where uh being surrounded by positive stimuli is important to you whether you let's say prefer silence or soft music or you do not listen to the news uh, at all yeah. 
Maybe yeah. you listen to it in the morning and then bang, it's off the rest of the day. You've had your fill, yeah. you know what's going on mm-hmm. and it's off. Don't you find that when you put yourself in a position with either someone who is negatively um, charged, if you like, or there you've got walked into a store and the, the radio is blaring the sound speaker, whatever, it's almost injuring. It's almost injurious. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of how you have taken care to ensure your system is okay. And if I mm-hmm. had any um, desire for all of you out there, it would be for you to be able to graduate from a state of being totally unaware and all this stimuli coming into you to moving through a stage where you finally are aware of the fact that when something is abrasive, is noisy, is crude, could be a movie that's violent, any of these bits and pieces that you took before that you, you know, put up with or you were able to handle, all of a sudden, they're no longer aligning because that's what happens. That energy no longer aligning with where you have taken your self-care. And that actually is a fantastic, fantastic acknowledgement of your of your process as a as a human being. Yeah, I absolutely love that. That's really powerful. If you had to give Mm -hmm. our listeners a couple more takeaways, what would those be? If you want them to go within and start focusing on their internal, kind of that internal abundance to achieve internal wellness, what would you tell them? Well, I've already alluded to some of that at at the beginning of our conversation. The stopping is so important. Mm -hmm. It's almost Mm -hmm. as if you have to physically stop yourself in your tracks and say, gee, what am I doing? What's going on? Uh, Because until you stop yourself, you will continually be programmed or on that treadmill. So that's Mm -hmm. the the second thing is to establish some form of quiet. Absolutely paramount. And the third thing is to go within. And by going within, as I said, you use the physical prompts that are the the quiet making ones and or you use your deep breathing yeah very powerful stuff so if that can be done within what sorry go ahead well i was just gonna say and keto what i really like about how you explain this process and what to do is essentially what you're what you're saying that we need to do is get into a meditative state but you're saying that without using the word meditative meditation or anything resembling those words. And I like that because I find that people have a lot of resistance to those words. They hear meditation. They're like, Oh, I can't do it (laughs) because they just, they get so tripped out about it. I don't know how many conversations I've had with people about it. So I love what you're basically saying is just get quiet and go within. Right. And that's all that you're really asking people to do, which is essentially the same thing without using the big old. Yeah. And the thing is, (laughs) I tell for instance, you might, in order to calm yourself down, maybe you have a dog, you start petting your dog or, or mm-hmm. petting your, you might also have a talisman or a worry stone and yeah. you, you can rub it because that actually causes 
the the energy that is within or the nerve i wouldn't say energy yeah and energy the nervous tension that's in it has to go somewhere it's like you're grounding yourself you right. ground yourself by grinding this little stone you ground yourself by stroking your cat or your dog you ground right. yourself by literally taking your shoes off and standing on grass or on ground because the earth will ground you mm -hmm. you got a good backyard or whatever go and just stand there if people is wondering what's what, what the heck's going on with her uh. <laughs> yeah just, just you know just just be just be and then you'll find in these states you'll start hearing things mm -hmm. and you'll be able to talk to yourself in a much more um calm and even joyful way yeah and isn't that beautiful yeah yeah love it kita if we ask like to ask everyone um whether you have a mantra or an affirmation that you say to yourself on a regular basis and if so are you willing to share that with us sure it's uh, sublime audacity Sublime. Do you repeat that to yourself? Sublime audacity? Sublime audacity. Yeah. I, I do readings in the morning on a daily basis. And I came across this, oh my gosh, years ago. And uh, it the words are, they're, they're unusual words. They're not yeah. typical words. And if you focus and sort of think about the phrase, you can apply it to a lot of other, a lot of different things, depending on what mood you're in. Uh, perhaps you need some courage. So that audacity is there. Uh, mm -hmm. Perhaps you need a, a settling down or you need a, a more nuanced way. Then that's sublime. The word sublime just talks you into a lovely nuance. Uh, that's why I like the words because they're almost, they're, they're each a force unto themselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah, yeah that's really that's unique. Great. Yeah, I love that. Kita, if individuals want to learn more about you, if they want to work with you, find you, follow you, buy your books, where can they go? Well, kitaspock.com. And did you want to spell my name or do you want me to spell it? You, if you'd like, and what we're going to do is we'll include your website and everything on the show notes as well. Just make it really sure. easy for everyone to click in. But if you want to go ahead and spell it out, so if someone wants yeah, to... It's K-I-T-A, um, and my last name is S-Z, he is in Peter, A-K.com. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging in the life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.